0: Listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCHU Fort Collins for Thursday, February 8th. I'm Lee Zimpel, your news director, and Tyler Weatherwax is your assistant news director. We are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, Tyler will tell you why ASCSU is at the Capitol, some information over password changes, and more in campus news. And Poudre School District is facing bus driver shortages. Learn what the district plans for news. Then Tyler will go over CSU's Black History Month kickoff and when you can expect to see the community doing their morning commute on two wheels instead of four in life and events. Later on in the broadcast, a record number of Americans are struggling to pay rent, and Colorado is no exception. We'll cover that in more in national news. And with that, we'll get started with campus news.
1: Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State University campus news. Earlier today at the Capitol Building of Colorado, the Associated Students of Colorado State University proposed their bill to remove taxes on textbooks. ASCSU took the entire day of the Capitol, bringing along any students who wanted to attend. Other committees and hearings will be held later today as well. Members of government like Jared Polis were at the event today, and the event offered a great chance for students to tour and visit the Capitol, as well as support their student government. The Rocky Mountain Review will stay with the story. As cases of respiratory issues continue to drop in dogs across the state of Colorado, the University is now helping in the research and efforts to help the animals. Researchers here at CSU are looking into what is causing the recent drop in cases. Researchers have been analyzing areas with high infection rates and testing what the results are looking like now. The leading idea is that dogs are spending less time in social settings causing the cases of respiratory diseases to drop. Colorado State University Password Protection System Duo Prompt will see some changes coming soon. If you are a student or faculty on campus and use Duo Prompt, you might want to prepare for the changes that will make the process much more secure and streamlined. The new changes will automatically send you pushes to access your passwords. No action is needed, but the changes are coming on February 20th. Coming up next is your local news report with Lee.
0: In local news, Fort Collins police shot and wounded an armed man Wednesday afternoon in a residential area. Officers responded to a call about a man who dropped a handgun near the intersection of Elizabeth and Shields. A release from LCPD says when they found the man, he had walked down the street near Springfield and Southridge. Police say he was acting in a threatening way towards an adult woman who was pushing a stroller with two children. Officers recognized the man as a wanted felon and ordered him to drop the gun, and he refused. The release says one officer fired their weapon at the man. The man was sent to a hospital for treatment and is expected to live. Authorities learned the man did know the woman and children. Officials are now investigating further, and more information will be released by the Larimer County Sheriff's Office. For now, police say there is no active threat to the community. There's a bus driver shortage in Poudre School District, and to combat it, most schools through K through 12 in the district will have adjusted start and stop times next school year. PSD has nearly 40 job openings for bus drivers that it hasn't been able to fill, and it takes at least two months of training for a new driver before they can officially be on the road, according to PSD Chief Operations Officer Jeff Connell. Connell says the district needs at least 122 buses with their own drivers on the road every morning and 115 every afternoon to maintain service. With staff shortages, PSD has been asking mechanics, supervisors, managers, including its transportation director, Desiree Fisher, to all be on the road regularly to fill those driver gaps. Connell says filling the gaps that way, plus the varying start times across multiple PSD schools, makes the current bus system not sustainable. He says it takes them away from their regular job duties, which includes notifying families and schools of bus delays and handling any issues on buses. Connell says to avoid reducing or canceling current bus routes, the changes in start and dismissal times are necessary. The changes wouldn't cause any current driver to lose their job, and it also won't change the length of school days themselves. A dozen PSD elementary schools will have adjusted times, most of them only adjusted by 5 to 10 minutes. All but one of the district's eight middle schools will see changes too. Six of them will start and end 20 minutes earlier. Then, for high schools, most of them will see changes by 5 to 15 minutes. According to Connell, these changes could save the district up to $1.2 million. According to the Coloradoan, changes still need to be reviewed by the Board of Education, but for now, PSD is accepting feedback from parents on scheduling options. If the changes are approved, it wouldn't affect current schedules. They would apply to the 2024-25 school year. Larimer County is planning to freeze enrollment in its Child Care Assistance Program, and they say it's because their budget is not enough. The program held care under certain circumstances, and CCAP gets its funding from the Colorado Department of Early Childhood. But that state and federal funding isn't enough for the number of eligible families, according to Larimer County Director of Human Services Heather O'Hare. O'Hare gave a statement earlier this week saying they've seen a spike in the number of children served in the county and that the focus now is to freeze enrollment so that current CCAP families can be prioritized to access quality child care. Freezing enrollment won't take away any benefits from existing clients as long as they remain eligible. And new clients can still apply and be screened, but no new applications will be approved until after the freeze is lifted. As of now, the county does not have a plan to unfreeze enrollment anytime soon. The county cited an $800,000 funding shortage this year, and funds are running out. Larimer County spokesperson Joe Mosh says that on this track, there won't be enough money to continue the program next year. Mosh says the program will stay frozen until the budget is balanced, but the county doesn't have a timeline for that yet. Exceptions to the freeze will be made for families in child welfare or the Colorado Works program, according to a press release from the county. But in the meantime, Mosh is encouraging currently enrolled families to look into alternative programs for help like Universal Preschool Colorado, or to reach out to the Larimer County Early Childhood Council to ask about resources. Information for this story comes from the Reporter Herald. And lastly, a train derailed early Wednesday morning in Loveland, spilling hundreds of gallons of diesel fuel. The railroad called in a hazmat contractor to take care of the spill. The train is made up of two locomotives and three cars, and Loveland police say it derailed west of Madison Avenue. The train's second locomotive and a fuel tank was punctured in the process, according to OmniTrack spokesperson Julie Slagle. Slagle says the train was carrying sugar. Police say no one was injured, and Loveland Fire say the spill was contained. It did not reach the nearby waterway. According to CBS News, the tracks were cleared just before noon that same day. That'll be it for local news. My name is Lee Zimpel. Coming up, hear about CSU's Black History Month kickoff and more in life and events news. We'll be right back with Tyler.
1: CSU thanks Tribal Rights for their continued underwriting support. Tribal Rights is located on College Avenue in Old Town, Fort Collins, and is a full custom tattoo, body piercing, and jewelry studio. Learn more at tribalrightstattoo.com. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax with Life & Events here at CSU and Fort Collins. Black History Month began this month, and Colorado State University has seen events to start it off. For the first day of Black History Month, February 1st, the Black or African-American Cultural Center kicked off the month with their event. The event had the theme of Black History Month, Redesigning Our Future. Members of a panel discussed the experiences of being black in a predominantly white community, and the panelists encouraged people to reach out to the community and get involved with more events like this one. A few rams here at CSU had the chance to get on the ice right here on campus. On Wednesday, January 31st, the Residential Leadership Program here at CSU helped to put on the Rams on Ice event. The event took place right here on Campus Plaza, here at CSU, and offered free ice skate rentals and more. The event was meant to help create a sense of shared community with all Rams across campus. These stories come from the Rocky Mountain Collegian. Taking a look at what's popular, if you're looking for something to do inside this weekend, you could catch one of the top grossing movies of the week, Argyle is the number one movie of the week with over $19 million. The Chosen took number two. If you're in the mood for an animated film, Migration was the fifth spot. If you want to get out and about in your community this weekend, you can catch some great shows and events coming up soon. Tomorrow, you can participate in CSU's Bike to Work Day. You can bike to the south side of the Oval, where one of the biggest stations for the event will be at. You can find some free food, hot coffee, and interactive booths. So if you're feeling like getting some healthy exercise before work, this may be the day. Tomorrow night, you can catch a mixture of two great bands into one. Steely Dead is a band from Denver, Colorado that blends the music of the Grateful Dead and Steely Dan. Steely Dead's performance will take fans through a great rock and roll journey. And this show begins at 8 p.m. tomorrow night at the Aggie Theater. Saturday night, if you're looking for something a little calmer, maybe even more romantic, you can catch a Valentine-themed candlelit tour of the 1879 Avery House. Participants will receive hot cocoa, beautiful flowers, and chocolate. The event starts at 5 p.m. and lasts until 8 p.m. with tickets at $20. Coming up next is Lee with some national news updates.
0: you welcome back from the break here are some of the stories making national headlines There's a nationwide struggle for Americans to afford rent. In Colorado alone, 2023 showed a record high number of evictions. In Denver, Caitlin Colbert, who is a mother renting a two bed apartment, saw her rent quadruple in the span of a decade, going from $750 a month to $3,374 per month. For her and many others, making rent is a constant stressor and balancing act. Americans across the country, especially people of color, are facing the same monthly budgeting stress. As rent continues to rise with inflation, a record number of Americans are facing unaffordable bills. In a study from the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies released last month, it was found that half of renters nationwide were spending over 30% of their income on rents in 2022. The study also found that the number of affordable places to rent dropped by over 2 million compared to a decade ago. In Colorado, with many families struggling to pay rent, landlords have been increasingly turning to evictions. Data from the state judicial branch shows that last year, over 50,000 evictions were filed. That number is a record high for Colorado history. With rent continuing to grow over the last 10 years, some state and federal lawmakers across the U.S. are now making housing a priority for this year. Some lawmakers are calling for more rental assistance programs, and some Colorado lawmakers have proposed a bill to limit the reasons a landlord can evict a tenant. In a speech last month, Colorado Governor Jared Polis said, quote, If we don't act now, we will soon face a spiraling point of no return multiple states across the U.S. are also facing that same urgency that Polis expressed. For now, lawmakers, including our own in Larimer County, are saying that housing is one of their top priorities to address in the next year. The U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments this morning over Donald Trump's ability to remain on the presidential election ballot. A case ruling could be decided relatively soon, but for now, the Supreme Court seemed highly skeptical of the efforts to kick Trump off the ballot, and Colorado's Republican Party chair is confident Trump will be back on the ballot. So with that, beyond Colorado, here's a general rundown of what else you need to know. The CDC is investigating an outbreak of a stomach sickness on a luxury cruise ship. Over 150 people aboard the Queen Victoria have reported symptoms like diarrhea and vomiting. The cause is not yet known, but staff say the ship has upped its cleaning and disinfection and has isolated those who are sick. And a marine helicopter went missing Tuesday night during the historic storm that drenched Southern California with heavy rain and snow. Today, efforts are underway to recover the remains of five U.S. Marines from the mountains outside of San Diego. The downed helicopter was called the Super Stallion. It was the largest helicopter in the military, and it was designed to fly in bad weather. The military is now investigating the crash, and the names of the Marines will not be released until their families are notified. Then, lastly, gunshots were exchanged and then a fire broke out afterwards at a suburban home in Philadelphia. The incident left two people wounded and eight people missing. Officers responded to the house on Wednesday just before 4 p.m. after a 911 call reported an 11-year-old girl had been shot. First responders immediately came under fire, leaving two officers wounded. Then authorities believed the house was set on fire by someone inside. The fire first started at the top of the three-story home before it spreading to the levels below it. Later Wednesday, officials say about six to eight people are now unaccounted for, and that includes children, as well as the person who fired at the officers. The wounded officers are expected to recover physically, but the investigation is still ongoing. That'll wrap up national news for now. All information for these updates come from the Associated Press. We'll take a quick break, but we'll be back with the weather.
1: And that's how George Washington became the first president of the United States of America. Stephanie, is whatever you're looking at on your phone more important than our country's history? Well, actually... What was that? Well, KCSU just posted a new video on social media, which is pretty important. More important than our founding fathers? Come on, professor. Do you even follow KCSU? Come look at their page and maybe you'll understand. Today, we're going around the plaza to Mm. ask people, what are you guys listening to? Class canceled for the evening, everyone. Stephanie, I'll have to take your phone, but you'll get it back tomorrow. Ha! I knew you loved KCSU's content. Follow KCSU on all social media platforms at KCSU FM.
2: Hi, I'm Caleb Allen, Sports Director here at KCSU. Here's what's going on this week in sports. CSU men's basketball extended their winning streak to three games with their wins over Fresno State and Boise State this last week. Saturday's win at Fresno was the team's first road win to the Mountain West play. It marked their first road win since December 22nd. The Rams returned home with a 75-62 win over Boise State on Tuesday night. Isaiah Stevens led the way for the Rams with 16 points and 11 assists. It marked his fifth double-double of the season. The Rams are now 18-5 with a conference record of 6-4. The Rams finish their two-game homestand tomorrow night when San Jose State comes to Moby for a 7-30 tip. In other news related to CSU men's basketball, former Ram and current NBA player David Roddy was involved in a three-team trade this afternoon. The trade involves the Brooklyn Nets, Memphis Grizzlies, and Phoenix Suns, and will send Roddy to Phoenix. CSU women's basketball moved to 15-7 overall and 16-5 in the Mountain West with their win over Fresno State last night. McKenna Hofschild became just the third ever Ram to join the 2,000-point club in the victory, joining Isaiah Stevens and Ram legend Becky Hammond. The Rams hit the road Saturday for a meeting with New Mexico in the pit at noon. CSU Swim and Dive returns to action this weekend with the Denver First Chance event taking place Friday and Saturday afternoon. CSU Track and Field found success in their meet with Boulder last week. Cole Nordman made the podium with his performance in the men's six-meter hurdle with a time of 7.86 seconds. Teresa Babica secured a second-place finish in women's long jump on day one and first place in the 60-meter hurdles on day two with a time of 8.66 seconds. The team is split this week as some of the team will head to Seattle for the Husky Classic while others will head to Albuquerque for the Don Kirby Invitational on Friday and Saturday. CSU Tennis returns home from their week off with a home event against Missouri on Saturday at 1230. CSU Women's Golf finished fifth in the Collegiate Invitational in Guadalajara, Mexico last weekend. Andrea daughter won the individual title with her performance on the weekend. Her hole-in-one on the 140-yard 15th hole sealed the deal for her win. CSU softball begins their season this weekend with games against Pacific, Cal Fullerton, UIC, and Southern Utah across the weekend. KCSU is your radio home for CSU men's hockey. Tonight, they'll take on ASU at Epic Ice Center. Puck drop set for 830. Game series with UNLV this weekend. All three games will be broadcasted on 90.5 KCSU, the app, or our app, and on our website at kcsufm.com. If you want more CSU sport content, you can tune into Ramblers most Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. We cover all things CSU athletics and more right here on 90.5 KCSU. I'm Caleb Allen. This is what's going on this week in sports.
0: This weekend, we could see a mix of some snowy and sunny days, which gives us a little bit of a break from the gloomy skies we saw most of this week. Today was partly sunny and temperatures peaked at about 49 degrees. Tonight, we have a slight chance for snow, but that chance shouldn't come around until well into the night, borderline into tomorrow morning. Tonight, it'll be mostly cloudy and we'll see a low of 23. Friday we'll see about a 40% chance of snow. Other than that, it'll be partly sunny with a high of 44. Wind should be pretty calm and the snow could stick at about half an inch. Friday night snow is more likely. That chance will bump up to about 60%. The low will ride around 22 degrees and we could see an extra one to three inches of new snow then whether you like the sun or the snow we could see both this weekend so maybe everyone wins on saturday we should be seeing even more snow the chance is up to 80 percent, so it seems pretty likely we'll see a high of 33 and a scattered breeze saturday night the snow might let up a bit but it could very well keep going until around midnight the sky will be mostly cloudy and temps could dip as low as 10 degrees Then, Sunday should warm up a bit with a mostly sunny sky and a high near 34. Sunday night will cool off again to a low of degrees and skies should be partly cloudy. Then, a sneak peek into next week. The sun should stick around for a couple more days. Monday should look mostly sunny with a high near 40. And Tuesday could look the same, maybe even a little warmer with a high of 43. Thank you for joining us for your weekend weather forecast. Information comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damian Castile for our amazing theme music. We'd also like to thank the rest
1: of our staff here at KCSU, Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.